All right. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Late Morning Program with Nam Ross podcast. This is episode 38 with Prabhav Prabhu. Uh, Prabhav Prabhu, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for, for doing this. Hare Krishna. Very happy to be on the show. Jai. Hare Krishna. Thank you. So, yes, Hare Ball. So, so um, those of you who don't know, Prabhav Prabhu uh, is a disciple of Srila Prabhupada who was initiated when he was nine years old and he took second initiation when he was 11 years old. So I just thought it was an, um, uh, an interesting um, situation for someone of his age to be initiated by Srila Prabhupada. So, I, so I, he must have some amazing stories to tell. So I just wanted to um, ask Prabhupada Prabhu different questions uh, regarding his background and how he joined uh, Krishna consciousness and things like that. So maybe we can start off there, Prabhu. Maybe you can start off. How did you get in contact with um, Iskon and Srila Prabhupada? Okay. Um, it's a long story. I'll make it short. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you don't have to. I mean, I this is a long form podcast, so you can, you can take your time. Actually, I was um, 1973 in Mayapur. They were starting a Gurukul. And my mother was already a devotee and was already initiated by Prabhupada before that, must have been 1972. And so she came to the village where I was staying, and uh, it's near Bangladesh. Not I was actually born in Shantipur, but I was living farther, farther away from Mayapur. So when she came to the village where I was staying, and she had a sari on, tilak on, and she had a new name, and she right. then... Uh, everybody in the village came to see her and and they put me away from the village because they thought they're going to take my mother's going to take me away oh, so wow. they, they they hit me they hit me from her but in my heart i'm thinking i want to meet my mother i want to meet my mother right so i met her just a quick clear and they, they took me away but when i actually saw her she looked different than what i used to see her normally she had kind right. of effulgent. And, and I thought, and I was also very spiritually minded underneath, even though I was very young. But I saw her in her a different look. So then I thought, I want to actually go with her and not listen to all these people, my relatives. And then they took me all the way. So they couldn't take me. My mother couldn't bring me. So then I told her, uh, you come in a six months. I'm going to ready to go to, her, go to you. So then she... Wow came back in six months. During that time, I made a plan that when she comes, I'm going to escape uh, through a field and meet you on the train station and, and not take the main road. So these are very uh, interesting because how Krishna arranges. So then, and so that's what happened. She came to meet me again in six months. And I told her, you go to the train station and I'll meet you there. And I'll take the the to the to the forest and the rice field and he goes to the main road and i meet you at the station and so i did that and by the time i got to the train station my relatives came on the bicycle and then they met up they said uh, no what are you doing you, you're not supposed to go with your mother i said <laughs> i'm already here and i and i went to go with her what's your problem <laughs> and she's my mother so that's how yeah that's how i came to krishna francis in 1973 in march and when I first joined the temple, I thought, this is fantastic. This place is so good. And, you know, we are living in a, in a very simple village life. And right. I can live in the, you know, 
a brick house and a you know and very spiritual atmosphere and these are full of westerns and i'm gonna have good food and you know and mm. stuff like that and so then they didn't tell me that they can reprogram the next day mongolarity and all this and so i got introduced to krishna consciousness uh in a very rough way so next the next morning i woke up and there's just two people they grabbed me by two arms it was and they took me out of the room and then threw me in the sh- threw me in the shower. That was three thirty in the morning, and they oh said, my God. Uh, "This, you know, yeah." And then I thought, "This is not what I expected." But they were, you know, they were very they were, they wanted to make me crystal conscious, and that's how was things those days very rough. Right. But I loved it, and and then, and then that's how I was in the school, and there's Gurukul that has only five boys, and and we were saying. And that was the only building just finished my instruction. So that's how I, I started to begin my Christian consciousness. And then everything else from there, how it started. You were saying that there's only there was only five people in the Gurukul at the time in Mayapur? Gurukul boys, five. And there was other older devotees. And they were all from the, from the U.S. and from Europe. And yeah, so... Right. Let me show you. Let me show that picture of you. Uh, let me share my screen here. Uh, we and then we can talk about the picture, um, which is actually you told me was a was a movie as well. Um, so this picture of uh, this is Prabhav Prabhu here, and Srila Prabhupada. So this was in this was in uh, in Vrindavan. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh, Tell us I about that. Yes. Yeah, that, that photo is, uh, that photo is actually, that's my first initiation in Vrindavan. Mm-hmm. I was told to go to Vrindavan a week before by Jayapataka Maharaj. He said, do you like initiation from Prabhupada? I was probably a job, but I'm excited. So I went to Vrindavan and that picture <clears throat> was taken by Jadubhara. Right. And there's actually a video of that. And uh, there was about 100 people getting in it. That's the day of Krishna Balaram on the opening. Uh, and also, and around the day, there's a group photo of Lord standing with all the devotees in front of Krishna Balaram Mandir. Right. Uh, that photo was taken uh, just the same morning before the station, after he walked. So, so. Very. Yeah. So, so, um, I mean, it's kind of unique that a person uh, of nine years old, I'm I'm sure there wasn't anyone else that young getting initiated. So what's, what's the story behind that? Like you're so young. Yeah. So what happened during the initiation, um, I was supposed to tell Prabhupada the four principles in English. Because the Prabhupada, um, he, he, all his books were in English. He spoke disciples who were from, from Europe and America. They all spoke English. So I thought, so my teacher told me to tell Prabhupada the four principles in English because in, so I was studying the four principles. I had written down in the piece of paper I was studying. So then there was about a hundred devotees and he, people who were, different people were walking up and it was me. 
So when I got up and I looked very small, so everybody was shocked to see these small boys coming up to see Prabhupada and for him saying, a young boy. Oh, did we lose you? So Prabhupada Prabhu is in Australia. It's actually in the future right now. Then You're cutting out a lot, Prabhu. Okay, looks like we're having some technical difficulties here. Uh, yeah. So, so, okay. Yeah, now I can hear you. Yep. Maybe I'll open it. Maybe I'll open it. It helps. So, Prof looked at me and, and, he, and he was saying he was in something. That maybe Prof was studying me. Because when Sadhu looks at you in the eyes, they can tell you um, something. Think about you, the past. So I right. maybe Prabhupada knows what I did for him or something, some connection. Then he decided, he said, never mind. I'll give you initiation. And so he asked me the four, four principles to repeat. And I told him English, two in English, and I got stuck. And I told the two in, in Bengali. Uh, and, but Prabhupada was very happy that I'm trying to tell him in English. So he gave me the name Prabhupada. And I asked, asked him, uh, can you say, because I never heard his name Prabhupada. There's Prabhash, but no such thing as Prabhupada. So he repeated actually twice to tell me the oh. name, like twice for I could, so I can understand, um, actually. So that's how I got initiated. And it's a very special day. Krishna Balaramandi Rav. Kuni, Ravan, Temple, and Ramani, mm -hmm. and it's, it's such a special day. Yeah. So, so, so when devotees were surprised to see, yeah, devotees were surprised to see you, like you had got up and you had. So then, uh, there was like you know nowadays when someone gets initiated, there's like a list, and uh, uh, you know you have to take a test and things like yeah. that. But for you, it was a very unique situation, right? Yeah. You just, you just, uh, you just came up no, there no, and. Yes. Yeah, there was no, there is no disciple course or anything like that. Those days, right. all pure absolute Right. In my case, especially my case, and you know, Prabhupada's mercy. People from the letter. I was just personally, so I felt really, really blessed. Prabhupada's mercy on me. Mm -hmm. And then two, two years later, in my Ipore, they said, would you like in second initiation? And he said, and that last time Prabhupada visited my Ipore. And the Prabhupada was not feeling well. 
So he didn't come down to the temple. So after initiation, the Brahman people who got Brahman thread, we could go see him and get the thread off of him directly. So we were like, so I got first and second directly from Prabhupada. I feel so good about that. Wow. Was there, was there any and other interactions? I very in, in the, initiation? Were there any other interactions no, no, no. you had with Srila Prabhupada? Oh, yeah. Heaps. Uh, I can tell you some stories of Srila Prabhupada. Um, <laughs> um, there was this one story I always tell the devotees. Perhaps some of the devotees know about that story here. But I'll tell you for the other people that they don't know. This is a very intimate story. Um, you know, my, my mother used to make coconut ladus. Coconut ladus that's made in the winter time. And it made a date gore. And how they extract the sugar cane, sugar, um, date grass from the date tree, it's only in the winter. So uh, there's a way to make the date gore. And if the grass, the, the juice has to be extracted from the tree overnight, and it has to be taken down from the tree in a, in a pot to sunrise. If this after sunrise, it becomes tari wine. It ferments. So right, it, right. it's in good condition if it is taken down before the sunrise. So it's gore. So they would make the, turn that thing in gore. They boil it, it takes a while. And then they use the gore for, you know, making the day, uh, like coconut ladu or rice and different things. So Prabhupada used to like very much Kumaladus. So I went to see Prabhupada and his room he had lot behind him, a jar that he used to give to his to guests. So I had my mind on that. I want those coconut ladus. But Prabhupada didn't give to anybody like me. It was only for the guest. So I did I dare not ask him. So then I found out the coconut ladders were made by my mother. So he used to, she used to make for all And right. so I asked her, you're making coconut ladders. Can you like make extra for me also? Mm -hmm. So she was really mad at me. She said, you, you are in. How can you ask these coconut ladders for you? I'm making for Popa, not for you. I said, come <laughs> on, you're my mother. I have the sympathy on me. Keep it for me. It's a normal way. And I said, okay, fine. So I had a plan that I would go see Prabhupada directly and ask him when when there is no guest around. So one day, um, I went to see Prabhupada. That's before the darshan time, when there's no guest coming. So I went up. He was living. The, the, he has his rooms in the third on the third floor of the Lotus Building, Nagpur. They still have those rooms, things in it, like uh, paraphernalia. So I went up, and he can't just go up. There was Harishari Prabhu was at the gate. Chokidar, you know, as a guardian. Yeah. He said, no way, you can't see him, <clears throat> because it's not time yet. You can go see him when the guest comes. I said, please, please let me see him. I really want to see him, please. He didn't know that I want coconut ladders from him. It's not that I want to see him. I just want those coconut ladders. I had the ulterior motive. Right. So I pleaded to him time and time. So he said, oh, okay, go see him. 
And that was around four o'clock in the afternoon. Prabhupada gave darshan around five o'clock or maybe after five. So when I woke up, he was already sitting there. Like he was expecting me. <laughs> so it was really so I got in the room of obeisances. I had my eyes on the coconut ladu behind him in a jar. And so he gave me one. <clears throat> Only one. Wow. I was thinking maybe he's gonna give me a handful, just one. <laughs> so then I, I went out and I ate it at the behind there's there's proper bathrooms that is behind and I ate it there and then came back for another one five times. And each time he was giving me one, only one. But I had wow. five pieces. <laughs> so um Prabhupada was very merciful. I think he mm -hmm. knew that maybe I would still follow his instruction and stay in his con for all all life, that he could see my future, that I would help him uh, in some way. So he was always encouraging me. This is how I see it. So he could see our future. And that, that's one story. There are so many other stories. That is also interesting story, how Prabhupada was so understanding. And he could have said, you know, he already had one. That's it. And you know, go away, come back. But he didn't do that. He was still mm. very merciful and he was keep giving me. I have gone for more, but I, I'm sure he would give me. So he, Prabhupada was very, very understanding and very merciful. He was like more than a father, spiritual father. And even our own people, the friends and parents, they wouldn't care like Prabhupada did for us. He was so, so kind and caring for all of us. Wow. So, so then... So after you got initiated, then were you, did you go back to the, I guess you went back to Mayapur or to the Gurukul? Yes, yes. I was still part of Gurukul. Uh, so I got initiated while I was in school. So I went back to Mayapur and then continued staying there. And I left Mayapur 1979 for, to Vrindavan, Vrindavan for a higher education where I could really learn nicely because Mayapur were very much interrupted for success. So we couldn't concentrate academic. And so, and they didn't have, uh, like in Mayapur, they didn't have many um, proper teachers. So when I took Darwin, we had all my teachers were from the US. My English teacher was from, from America, uh, everyone, grammar teacher, everybody was from, from US. So I can really learn English. Learn, then I learned grammar and, and, and uh, Bhakti Shastri, all the, um, scriptural uh, teachings, material academics. So I really learned. So I stayed there for about four years in Vrindavan Kukul. And I had a lot of friends. There's one friend, his name is Darkadish. He, we, were, we were class friends. Prabhupada, how to write the famous picture. His name oh, is yes, there's a famous photo. There's a photo of him, and, right? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, him. So we're classmates, and I keep in touch with him, still. Uh, he's from the oh wow! Uh, he lives in LA. So, <clears throat> yeah, and many other friends. Some some lives in Germany. Uh, those who are like my friends, close friends to me. Right. And some so, in India, in India, because our days were all boys from the US. Right. So I know in 1977, Srila yeah. Prabhupada left. And how was that for, how was that 
describe a little bit about your experience, like when that happened and what you were feeling afterward. I know it's a it's a quite a sensitive subject, but I mean, having such uh, experiences with Shiloh Prabhupada, I'm sure you felt um, something you could share. Actually, those days in the 70s, uh, it was like Prabhupada was never us. Uh, so everybody had in their mind like Prabhupada is going to leave us, be with us forever. That's how we saw him. And Prabhupada, <clears throat> uh, you know, please, if I may saw, but we heard the news that Prabhupada was not feeling well and he was, um, he was in Vrindavan. I wanted to go see him in his last days, but they didn't allow him, me to go to Vrindavan. Only the authorities from Mayapur went. So then one day they broke the news that so Prabhupada have left uh, this planet then before, and we are really heartbroken. And so it was a not very nice news, but we already we all knew that a day will come he's not going to be with us. But we also mm -hmm. felt like Prabhupada's going to be always with us every time we saw him because he mm -hmm. because of his uh, encouragement. But last time Prabhupada came to Mayapur in '77. Even 76, he was already couldn't attend some of the program. Yeah. So it was leading to that. 77, he got real. But then, like I said, in our heart, we always felt like Prabhupada is with us. We, we, we felt, so when we heard he left and he was very ill, we felt like, what is this? We felt very, very emotional. And heard the news. And even kids like me, and we, we were very, very hurt. We were crying the whole day, and 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 and, and many things happened, and it's gone that time. A lot of trouble came because this is how it is when pure devotee leaves, and there is all the turbulent on the planet. Yeah, not just it's gone. So we felt that when pure devotee leaves the earth, there's no longer his presence touching the, his lotus feet, and there is always going to be um, inauspicious signs. And we felt, we definitely felt that we saw that in Oriskan there was so much trouble, uh, right. unsteadiness that came through our movement. And yeah. even though I was very young, but I could understand. And also that time in Mayapur, uh, we had the most prominent devotee was Jayapaka Maharaj and Bhavananda. They were the main people who were running the show, and, and guru, they they were even gurus later. So they became our guidance to lead our temples in Mayapur, like that in India, mm. and Tamil Krishnamaras and others. So the senior people that were close to Prabhupada, they became, uh, you know, to, to guide the, the devotees in come, just to look forward to their guidance. So if they had any trouble, then it was very troubled in Islam. Right. So what I was it? that kind of history, up and down. Yeah, what was it I like? To there was a lot of up and down. <clears throat> no, no, please continue. You were saying there was a lot of up and down. Yeah, so there was, um, you know, they elected some gurus and uh, some couldn't maintain their spiritual um, guiding us. So, you know, they had a fall down. And this is natural because um, people who strongly Krishna conscious, they're not to the same standard of Prabhupada. This is this is what happens. But it was a lesson for the movement that 
people come and go, but those who are sincere, those who are sincere disciples of Prabhupada, sincere devotees, they continue on. So we, those who are strong, we, we stayed on serving Krishna, no matter some people left, because we know we are not only here for, um, for, for someone, that our friend, we are here for Prabhupada, we are here for Krishna, we are here for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So we continued mm. on. Uh, so there was a lot of upbringing in our movement. Now, our movement is very steady. So there was up and down in that way. It, it's like that. We, we have to see things in a very positive way uh, and, and, and through philosophy. We shouldn't be so disturbed. Even though disturbance comes because we want to practice Krishna consciousness, there are a lot of tests we have to go through. And at the same time, we need to see through, see through Shastra and not be overcome uh, that things that happen and up and down thing happen. So that's how I saw it. So I came from a very pious family. My mother was Vaishnava, Vaishnavi, and, and, and we came from that kind of family. So I always knew there's a con people have to go through. So after, after Prabhupada left and uh, came, but like I said, I, I did get going. In the Gurukul I had, there was a lot of trouble. Some of my friends, they, they had uh, difficulties and then they left. But I just ca carried on no matter what. And up till today. Just hold on. Yeah. I, w I was going to ask you. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you what did what was the difference between you and someone who was in the Gurukul the same time as you, but who after Srila Prabhupada's disappearance or after leaving Gurukul, they left Krishna consciousness altogether. What kept you going in spiritual life till now? Well, well, um, like I said, Dorkadish, uh, he was very similar to me. Um, he was also, four years older than me, so that makes me younger. Uh, he is also in Krishna consciousness, but he, um, he may be very disappointed with some of the things that happened, and he's not with us, but he's like a big now. But I don't think he'll come back to his con. But I still pray with him because the amount of association he got from Prabhupada, I was seeing him as a very special person, no matter what. So sometimes right. people, many times, most people will go away. But I try to not to see those things because people come and go. Even when Krishna was here, people didn't see him as God. There was people running there. So this is the material world all mm. there. But Right. Uh, not everyone is going to see the way I see it. Some are going to take action. Some are think, you know, they want revenge. You know, there's there are people like that. But yeah. what can I do? So, I, I like I said, I, I saw in a different way. Uh, even some punishment on me, I saw this is my karma, and I accepted it. But like I said, not everyone is going to see it that way. So many yeah. left. So some of my god brothers, like Dorokadish, still around, but they don't come around. Because they had bad experiences in our society. But like I said, there's going to be, in a mature world, there's always bad and good, wherever you are. So in spiritual life, there's going to be challenges. So how yeah. much we love Krishna, how much we love Prabhupada, that continue on. 
no matter what. Even today, some people don't like the Tango president. Some people, some people don't like. But what can we do? This is the world duality. You know, we have to go on. If we want to go back to Godhead, we have to accept the challenges. Even Prabhupada, he was opposed by the God brothers and many people in India. But right. he had to do what he had to do. Yeah. I, I I love what you're saying. You know that it's 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 the material world and its duality, and we have to the perspective that you had was that to see it in that way. So then that kept you going in your spiritual life. My question now is, how do you, um, for example, things things may not have been going right. How do you not put the blame on a certain person instead of? Um, or a certain institution, for example, how do you how do you not put the blame on that? And you could kind of say, like playing devil's advocate, you can say, oh, "Okay, uh, this is just the material world." But but when is it time? When is it time for us to like say, "Okay, no, this needs to be corrected." Right. Okay. Uh, very good point. This was a nice point. Uh, the other thing is, it all depends on uh, any individual glory. Like there are Kanishta Adhikari, Madhyam Adhikari, Uttam Adhikari, there's three categories. Uh, so it's not that everybody's on the same platform. Some are Kanishta Adhikari, even though they're practicing Krishna consciousness, there's still um, devotees who remain on the platform. And some are maybe very pure. So there's been classes of devotees. Some they don't learn, some to learn quickly. Even in the school, there are people who learn, some are very smart. Someone can't just learn, they just don't have the brain. Right. So there's different classifications. So um, it's not always you can blame people because even spiritually we understand there's karma behind our existence, how we came about, what family born into, what into what color you look. Everything is based on our karma from previous life. It's not right. a magnetical thing. Mm. But but at the same time, there is some revenge that you will take on to others. And this is how this is what comes material world. You know, we, we hear from the scriptures like Yudhisthi Maharaj, great Vaishnavas, they always take the blame to themselves. In that case when people who are very pure, they take the blame to themselves. Krishna intervenes for them. So, if, 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 we, if we see things very strictly, not blame others too much. But mm. if Krishna created this system, someone is going to blame. So then the, the rules get out of So there are classes of people. If someone didn't find any fault, then the people who are making the fault Taking the problem, they're going to continue on. So somebody has to come forward. So that there is danda, the punishment. So that's the leaders are there, katyas are there, who uphold mm. the principles. So we can't take the rules everything up on hand. But there are people who have the power to uphold the rules. Suppose somebody is doing all the bad things and no one to correct them because they take the blame out. So the bad thing is going to go on. So there is a system for it and how to punish it. So there is uh, rules and r- rules and regulations and laws are there by the government, 
by the police, by the cartels, the system. At the same time, we, there is a religious principle that you can look into, the Shastri principles. So it's not that it's one way. Everything has, it's not black and white. Everything has its understanding that we need to see it. For those who are intelligent, those who are Vaishnavas, they understand these things. Those who are not Vaishnavas, those who don't understand it, they don't believe in God. They want everything one way, punish and stuff like that. So <clears throat> as a devotee, you understand things through scriptural understanding. So this is how I see it. But like right. I said, not everyone can see it. Every, somebody wants punishment. And, and that's okay. Yeah. If, if, if people are punished, then next life there is less punishment for them. That's one way also. Right. Um, so, so you, so after you, um, okay, you did Gurukul and you did, so then what happened after that? Like you left Gurukul, uh, you said you in 79, you left, um, oh, yeah. Mayapur. What, what happened after Gurukul? 79. Yeah. Yeah. 79. I left Mayapur Gurukul to go to Guru. And then I left Vrindavan Guru in 1983 or 84. I stayed one year in Calcutta and then I went to Sydney. And I stayed in Sydney for uh, from 1984 till 1990. Then I, and one day I came from Sankirtan to the Brahmachari Ashram. And very late. It was a very late Sankirtan. So I came back to the ashram around maybe 10.30 or 11 at night. So when I came in the ashram, the two swamis were sitting there, two swamis uh, in, the, in the ashram. I opened the room that was in the Duna Swami and uh, uh, the Prabhupada Swami when he was a swami. So I, I opened the door. And in the room, my Swami said, tomorrow you come with me on the world tour. <laughs> I, said, I was like shocked. I said, no way, Maharaj. I, you have to ask permission from temple president. I was right. loyal to the authorities. The <laughs> temple <that I> <laughs> so he was very shocked because usually you don't talk back to the sannyasis. And you don't... Uh, and in another time, people are not loyal to the temple authorities. They want to leave the temple and, and go out and travel and preaching. So then, next thing was Prabhupada Vishnu Swami. He's a GBC for, for Australia. So yeah. he said, GBC for Australia is sitting next to me. He's going to give me the permission. So, Indudun Maharaj looked at him. And Indudun Maharaj, looked at him and he said, he's so he looked at me, he said, you go with him tomorrow. So I got the permission from GBC to travel with the Indian So right. that's how I left Australia on a world tour. So in a few days, I went to uh, New Zealand and then we went to Los Angeles, San Diego, and then Europe. And I was traveling with him for three years. All over the world. Wow. So that's wow. why I left. And then, yeah. And 
uh, I could go more into details, but uh, yeah, 1990, I think three, I, I had some that didn't work out and so I ended up going to China with that from Australia. I won't go into more in detail on that. What did you do in China? So that's how I yeah. So I I was in Perth nineteen ninety-eight and I had some problems here, family problems. So I went to America. I want to get to Australia and all this place. I had very good friendship with Tamil Krishna Maharaj. Uh, so when I was very small in my world, Tamil Krishna Maharaj used to come to the kitchen and say Hari Bol to my mother because my mother used to cook for the seniors. So and uh, I would always hang around in the kitchen with my mother. So that's how I talk to Maharaj because he used to come in the kitchen and she said, Mataji, very nice, thank you. That's how I saw him. Hmm. So then I was new to Krishna Maharaj very well. I got very relation with him. And there's a story I'll tell you. One time when I first got second initiation in Mayapur, I love to eat chapatis and rice. Mayapur and Bengal, they love rice. So that yeah. they said that rice is only for the Bengali, Bengalis, Japanese or foreigners, so they can eat the rice. So I said, I don't want to eat, I don't want to eat rice, I want Japanese. Like I want to sit with the foreigners. They said this line is for the Americans and foreigners and the other line is for Bengalis, it's for the rice. So I said, I want to sit with the foreigners and Japanese, not in the rice line. <laughs> so, so they said, they said, if you want to eat Japanese, in a letter from the GBC. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so then, Tamil Krishna, I, I, I had to think of a plan how to get a letter from the GBC. So oh my, God, my, mother, my mother said, why don't you ask? Yeah. <laughs> I asked my mother, can you make some extra party for me? She said, no way, you know, you have to follow, you know, those days people are very, very fanatical, you know. <laughs> so you have to get, you have to get permission from the town president. Right. so crazy. Yeah. Everybody talk about love for Krishna, but they, amongst us, each other, they, there's no love, but they only love Krishna, but there's no love for each other. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how, I don't know how it works. <laughs> I say, Amazing. if you love Krishna, you have to have love for the devotees, each other, yeah. the devotees. But anyway, <laughs> and so I had a plan that I will ask Tamil Krishna Maharaj because he's very prominent. Every time I saw him, he was always with Prabhupada. I thought this this man must be very special, and, and he was. He was GBC for Mayapur and in India, Mumbai, and, and, and all around. So I asked him one day, he was in a very good mood and he had his lunch and he came to my mother in the kitchen. So mother, he's very nice to each other. I thought this is the best time. <clears throat> and so I asked him, Maharaj, can you do me a favor? By that time, I already knew English a little bit. Things. So he said, what? He said, Maharaj, you know, can you give me a letter? that says that I can get 
unlimited chapatis. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Honestly, yeah, sure. I know. I mean, when children, small children, ask something, you better give them. Especially, you know, some food. Something to do with food. I'm not asking yeah. for a chocolate or uh, something else. Very simple. So, yeah, sure. We got a, a letter, GBC letter, GBC with GBC head. He <laughs> said, please provide 25, 25 chapati a day for Prabhav and Ramakrishna Goswami, GBC. So happy. <laughs> and so I, I went in the kitchen the next day and I sat down with the with all the devotees that eat chapatis, they're all foreigners. I didn't sit with the rice line. They said, serve rice. So they, they said, what are you doing in this line? This is for chapatis. You are Bengali eating rice over there. So I had the letter with me. <laughs> the letter. And I said, I showed him, showed him. And they said, oh, okay, okay, okay. No problem. <laughs> so I had a big stack of chapatis, 25 chapati, a big stack. Can you imagine? I mean, even those who can eat chapati, they don't have many. So I was eating 25 chapati a day, cup of dal, chutney, and little sabji. That's all. Every day. So after some time, uh, the authority said, you're eating too many chapatis. And it's expensive for the temple. So you need to pay for that. So you have to work harder. So all my friends, they work in the, uh, in the field doing their work time, like pick up, uh, like pick flowers and a simpler service. You probably have to work in the Gosha. Uh, those days in Gosha and Mayapur, uh, we had to shovel the cow down, clean the cows. I said, okay, fine. I like to work hard and it's exercise is good for me. So that's the one story about Amukishna Maharaj. So he was always very valuable to me. So when I had the trouble, I asked, I called Amukishna Maharaj. He was studying and the UA was studying something, PhD something. So I called him and his servant asked me to call back later. He was not free. So I called him around in the afternoon. So he, I told him, Maharaj, I want to go to America, uh, to Dallas at, at your temple and, and, and uh, where? After I told him the problems I had, he said, no, 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 no. Uh, can you come to Hong Kong? Because they need you there. I said, no, please, I don't want to go to Hong Kong, any Chinese country. I want to go to America. Right. So he said, he said, uh, no way. We need you there to have some problems. We need you, our temple inquiries and help our services and like that. So he convinced me to go. So I said, can you give me like two months so I can prepare? He said, no, you're going the next week. <laughs> so oh, he was very, yeah. he was very, uh, yeah, very pushy. So I said, uh, please give me some time to think. He said, no, no thinking. You're going there. It's an order for me. You're going there next week. So then I ended up going to Hong Kong. That's how I ended up in Hong Kong. And, and after some time, I started getting trouble with visa. They said, yeah, Hong Kong on tourist visa every time. 
So every three months, I'll go to Malaysia or Thailand or some near country, and they'll give me another three months. Wow. With Australian holders. Yeah. So that's getting a lot of problems. So then only way you can stay there for long term is to work. So I got in this diamond business. This one in that really? Kabul, oh, wow. The Jugu fellow. Yeah. So I had one friend there. He's a very nice boy. He liked me a lot. Like he always hang around with me. So he was going to school. And so I used to go to school to pick him up. That was also a lost friend to him. He'll, so we're always together and to keep time mm -hmm. together. And I, even now I have calling with him every week. And so after his school finished, um, this guy, he came to his house. I was with him when he came to see him. He said, I want to, he asked his parents if he, if he can have their son to join his company. And, and, yeah. and his father said, yeah, yeah, sure. And so then he joined the company and he got in the diamond business boy. And I was very friend, close to him. So I was very lonely in the temple. So he said, why don't you join the company with me? So that's how I ended up and, and I got permanent uh, visa with him and in the company. And I got uh, like, I learned all about the diamond thing, how to sell, how to see the color, how to do all the things you know, about diamonds wow. for five years. And that's how wow. I and staying in Hong Kong, yeah. And after some time, I, I got it up. I said, I want to go to. So there was a devotee named Bhakti Norabu. He is an astrologer. I told him, I'm fed up here. I want to go to China, perhaps. He said, yeah, go to China. Yeah. So he said, yeah, for for you, China is a better place. And don't work on the body. So then I said, I, I don't know anything about yoga. She said, you learn, it's easy. And when I was a small kid, my father was tantric. So I didn't know anything about tantric. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. And my father was a devotee. So he used to come to the temple to kidnap me and my mother. And so um, yeah. this, this is the story of the story. And my mother told me, don't eat anything that he gives you because it has a spell, on it, mantra, he can change your mind by eating that. So whenever he came, uh, I, I would throw the sweets, anything on the ground, so he loses power. Oh my and gosh. They, yeah, there's a lot of stories. Hey, doing the Guru Puja, they called me and my mother to the office. They said, and my father was there in the office. So Bhavananda was the big time there, and he had a translator. They said, you, they asked me, we want to go with your mother or with your father. And my father was very fiery. So I looked at him, I said, sorry, uh, I'm staying here with my mother. And my father was very angry. He slammed the door and walked out. And he made a court case against ISKCON, that ISKCON, Hare Krishna, Hare Ram, that's what they call him in India. They said yeah. that his wife and son, son, and then I had to go to the court in Navadip. Oh my and gosh. And, and, and yeah, and, and, and they said, so judge, the judge asked me, what do you want to do? You want to go with your, with your father or stay in Iskand? So obviously, I decided to stay with my mother in Iskand. So the, the judge wrote a report uh, saying that this boy is too young and he, he doesn't know 
what he is doing, and this is the Hare Krishna people brainwashing him. Oh my God! They labeled me. Yeah. So that's what happened. Wow. So then, and so then so, you see. Uh, yeah. Continue, yeah. please. And, and, and they said, so I had to go back to court again for a couple of years. And the report was that when someone is very young, he needs to be a caretaker, like a guardian. And a guardian of Chile, that was report by the judge. So I said, it's very nice. I want Rob to be my, he's my eternal father anyway. Mature <laughs> father, spiritual father. Most important father is spiritual father, isn't it? Right. That's how we say initiation is the one who gave you spiritual birth. So spiritual father is Prabhupada. So right. that's how I ended up. And even if they want to throw me out of Islam, they can't because I have to be in Islam, helping Prabhupada. So anyway, so um, this is, I, I, I left, you know, I, I, I left uh, China, Hong Kong. I went to China and I went to India, Rishikesh, and I did two months of yoga course. I learned all about yoga and then I was teaching yoga in China for 10 years. And you can, you can I had a 30 class, 30 class a week. Like 30 classes yoga a, week. Class a week. Yeah, five a day. Yeah. Oh my I didn't have a break. I did that for 10 years. Yeah. Like Srila Prabhupada has blessed me. And I know all about yoga, I do a lot of stretches and everything. And I used to go to the temple and they hit me up for donations because I was making him some money. <laughs> and so you know, so when he I believe if you serve Krishna, if you have love Krishna and Prabhupada, they'll give you whatever you need, even materially. Right. Whatever job, not to worry. People say Bhagavan, if you give up Krishna, what's going to happen to your life? And you're, not, you're taking all your life, your, your job away. No, it's not even yeah. more, in fact. And I'm the, I, I am the you know, witness of that. And I, what qualification? I was a Hare Krishna and Gurukul. I didn't have any certificate to be a PhD or anything like that. But right. I was doing everything that a, a person that went to university did more and more money and everything. Yeah. So that's how I think now. And then 2006, I came back to Australia because I thought I need to associate with devotees more. And so I thought of coming to a temple in Australia. I thought of Perth and Brisbane and Sydney, but now I just thought of coming. So that's how I ended up here. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, so now here if I, I can. And I was teaching yoga. Yeah, sure. No, no, no. Continue. You're saying you're pitching yoga. Yeah, when I came here, uh, the yoga center here, run by the temple, it's called the Yoga. It's on top of our uh, restaurant, and I was teaching yoga there, uh, and I'm doing yoga at the temple for the Brahmacharya. So I haven't given up, and and I still teach yoga amongst us. So it just keeps us healthy, you know. Good do some exercises to keep us healthy, so we can search. You know, Shri Prabhupada used to go for a morning walk. And, and have daily, daily massages. So it's not Maya to do exercise. If our purpose is to serve Krishna, to be healthy, yes. so it's a spiritual, actually. I, I find your story very inspirational because 
you went through so much in Gurukula as well as yeah. after, you know, during the, um, the zonal acharya time and all that stuff. Yet you seem like a very positive person and you seem like you're, you, you, act, you act as if you had like an amazing ISKCON experience when, when in your eyes, maybe it was like really amazing, but in, for someone else, it might seem that it was very austere and, and maybe sometimes very difficult. So, how do you how do you stay so positive? Is is my question to you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, actually, like I was telling you before, um, it takes a bit of anyone that comes to Krishna consciousness, especially to Krishna consciousness. It's not a. It's not a. It, it takes some piety that, you know, um, like when I went to America, these American boys and girls used to say, you know, they come to assist me. But I reckon they would have some connection in the past. Otherwise, when Prabhupada went to Thompson Square Park, they were waiting for him. Then maybe whatever they were doing before, dropped it and they as Prabhupada means they are as if waiting for Prabhupada. They had past life for me. But some devotees may say, you know, what karma do they have? What piety do they have taking birth in the U.S. in this lecture family? It's the mercy of Guru that they're uplifted. They're being brought mm. by the mercy of Guru. But at the same time, I'm sure they had connections. Otherwise, why would be they waiting for Prabhupada? You know, as if, you know, they had other gurus that, from India that came, but they took Prabhupada as their heart and soul, their life. They must have, but at the same time, mercy of guru. So, uh, you know, how to see it. It's not easy uh, to, if someone's hurt or somewhere else, uh, it's not easy to see spiritually because it does require, Choir um, from um, the purity, a little bit of purity and, and piety from past life to see uh, being punished and then we carry on with the service. And uh, so, for in my case, someone say, Oh, even if you go on a mature world, you have to still strive for life, work, and but nevertheless, if you live in the association of those. Association of devotees. There's been, it's not like always so easy. There's always some issues, but then, yeah. like Krishna says, living in the uh, like a lotus leaf in water. It's on a water, but it's not fine. So we have yeah. to use that concept as wherever we are in the temple or anywhere in a job. Perhaps your devotee have a job and then have. You spend some time the temple, and most of the time you're working with families. How do you become Krishna conscious in the atmosphere? But like I said, the lotus leaf is not touched by the water. So our consciousness and mind has to be in Krishna consciousness and see things on the surface. Do what you have to do, family life. At the same time, underneath your real business is to love Krishna. So that principle, even at the temple, it's not everybody at the temple running around like. To the bhakta, to the devotee, 
everybody has yeah. their motive. But doesn't matter. We're all in process. You know, like in taking a shower. In a shower, we're all in the process. Someone may be very clean, someone may be not. Speaking right. level, but it's very, very difficult to see in this way because if we have a very uh, negative or we are, get, we are hurt by somebody, it, you know, it becomes a very, very big issue. In it. So it's that um, practicing consistent to become Krishna conscious, it does take determination, like Krishna said, it takes courage and to live in association devotees. Sometimes it's harder to associate devotees than a karmi because devotees are always overlooking us. But that's yeah. the test that we have to overcome. Yeah. Isn't it? It's not easy. <laughs> it's like a glass Thank of water which inside that full of dust. You can't see anything, it's all dust. But at the association of a devotee, we are being we're singled out, you know, in a clear water. But that that's how it is. If everybody's sad, then everybody's, they can't see it. You're one of them. But we need to clear ourselves up in the process of creation. It's like that. And we see if somebody says something, you know, it's not easy to accept it. And also, as a leader, we need to also do things in a way that is more palatable. Prabhupada was pure and so loving. When he said something, we can accept it. He himself was pure. And not only that, so he chastised us because he was so pure. So if us say something, we might not take it. That's why it takes harder to see things in a very spiritual way. And we have to learn the art of teaching Krishna consciousness in a way that people at all levels. That's proper leadership. Leadership is not just by, by the books. We are religious leaders, like saintly rishis, sadhus. You know, they have a way. There were Bharat Maharaj, Sri Maharaj, Parishit Maharaj, they're great kings. You know, they loved him. They didn't even have security around us then to protect them. Because everybody loved them. So it's not something we do our job and that's it. We have to have it develop the character of Vaishnava so we can we can impress others to come to Krishna through our own being. Right. It's our topic that what you asked me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good thing. You touched on a few topics here. Um, you said that uh, we have to um, preach Krishna consciousness, but we have to kind of make it relatable to people. What is your way? Like, what what is your personal uh, favorite way of, of of sharing Krishna consciousness? Okay. Um, one time. <clears throat> this is a story. Just tell stories to amplify to make more. Because a lot of the time we tell stories, the Sastra, the Sanskrit verses. Someone may not accept those things, even though it's right. we it, yes. it's important. But if you can tell some stories or some example, that's even more stronger because what we can relate to. Um one time, um, in Mayapur, uh, there's something that uh, the, I, I did for the boys, like some, and some, uh, we're playing fire, firework, uh, like firecracker. So one firecracker fell in the rice field and burned the, in the rice, the, some of the 
uh, rice plants. So the next day, we are being punished for that. So I'm just giving an example. So Jayapataka Maharaj and the Australian President Nitaiyasan go from So they're in a room and they're calling one by one and they're taking them with a stick to beat them with a stick as a punishment. So then I was, they were coming out crying and they had marks on their hand. They, they had stick, bamboo stick. And we might go and get hit by a stick by So when I went in, Maharaj did hit me. So he, he smacked a stick on a on a uh, on a, uh, uh, a bed side of the bed, and it sounded like he was hitting with the stick. The boys were outside. They they heard. Well, he's being punished now, like us. And then he was making some crying. I was very impressed by that because I was a leader. So he didn't want to hit me because he knew that if he beat me up, I'm going to revenge and do it again. So he had another thing. So he, he, instead of doing that, he wanted to impress me in a different way that so I can learn. So. He knew this boy, if we tell him nicely, give him another method of techniques of, of, of giving him the understanding that how to teach him. So then I knew immediately that Maharaj knew if this technique would work on me, then I would be feeling very emotional and very devotional and I would change my behavior. So as a preacher, we need to understand the technique, how to preach. Someone you punish, someone you don't, someone says something, someone you sweeten it, how we accept it. So we have to learn the technique how to preach. So the Prabhupada was like that also. You pat someone, you someone you tell someone you come in, you tell someone you leave, you go traveling, you become you take uh Grihasta, you take sannyas. He knew these people will be happy in their in their uh, circumstances. So that's part right. of preaching. So I always know that it's not just the people, it's how we preach Krishna consciousness, how we can attract people through our own um, experiences and our own feelings and techniques. Mm. So another time we, we were in a bus full of American devotees. So they chose me to go to Kumamela. It's a festival near uh, Alhaba and the confluence of the Ganges on the right. year very big festival. Srila Prabhupada was there. So they chose me to sing this book called Gita Gan, the small book, uh, and prayers of Bhagavad Gita Prabhupada wrote in Bengali poems. I read that. So he wanted me to sing that. So then he bought me and two other Ruku boys. So we were in a bus full of American devotees. They stopped the bus in, in a place somewhere in Bihar. Bihar is very famous for uh, like a lot of decoys at night, they attack you and stuff. So right. we're sleeping the bus and Jayapataka Mahara stayed up all night to guard the bus. And a, a gang of people attacked the bus at night, like in the oh my God. And so we didn't know. So Maharaj, Jayapataka Maharaj, he spoke Hindi to them. He said, look, you no, know, we have sadhus and, 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 and uh, sannyasis, we don't have money. So he ended up preaching to them and sold them books. 
Amazing. And Indian people, even if they are Gudas, they are impressed by him. He has an American sannyasi speaking in Hindi. <laughs> They're so impressed. Amazing. So wow. I, I taught this as a technique how we can produce consciousness. It's not always macho, macho. We have to soften our own heart. We have right. to be able to impress others to come to Krishna consciousness. Wonderful. Followers work the way, one way, as many. So that's my Thank you. Uh, of, of dealing. Yeah. So this I want to tell you this, through the story to illustrate the point. Right. Right. One one last question, Prabhu, that I have for you. Um, you've been yeah. through ISKCON since you were nine. You before even when you were nine years old, and now uh, you know you're yeah. you're older now, and you you you've gone through all this experience. Do you feel that ISKCON now is gone off course? From what Srila Prabhupada meant it to be. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, mm, uh, many devotees, those who are senior devotees, older devotees, they may have their own uh, concepts and ideas on this. Like I said from the beginning, I have my own thoughts and ideas. Sure. Uh, I came to Melbourne for about 25 years, 25 years ago, three years ago, in the 80s, all the temples in Australia was full of Australian, you know, white groups. So I was thinking when I came this time, it's going to be all friends that I knew, those devotees. But when I came here, I was amazed to see they're all Indian devotees. There right. was not one that people that I know, white, white skin, Australian. I have a few here, Aniruddha Prabhu and Pakta Prabhu, they are in the leadership, they are white devotees, very nice devotees. So I was telling them, you know, what happened to those devotees? So they yeah. told me that it's, it's even better, better now than before. So any movement, any society, organization, there's going to be changes over a time. Right. There's, also, there's movement, there's changes, even after Prabhupada left, even though there was Slowly, slowly, there was a lot of changes, especially now. But, you know, people, we get older, those people go away, they have family and they have their children. We can't expect always the same. But the mainstream of the consciousness, the, 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 the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, the, the, the bhakti yoga philosophy, of the teachings of Prabhupada and Krishna, that's always perfect. We didn't change anything. But externally, there are changes. Some changes required for the for the preaching um, techniques of our movement, but the initial changes of the philosophy that's always there. Like we have Mangalarti, all the process that Prabhupada gave us, there hasn't been any changes. There are some changes yeah. for for the purposes for managing purposes, some changes. So different classes of people. Prabhupada remember he wanted, he wanted to start the Hare Krishna movement in India first. But he was not successful. So he went to America. So he brought the foreigners to India. So there's going to be, for the purpose of teaching, he brought the foreigners to India. But it doesn't matter what color of skin. Preaching is preaching. The philosophy is philosophy. So there are some changes today than before. Uh, but it's not like, but when Prabhupada was here, there was one guru. Everybody was crazy of Prabhupada. 
now yeah. there is different groups or different changes uh it's difficult sometimes for me because mm-hmm. i'm proper disciple and i've seen it all so hard in mixing this group and but yeah. like you said like i'm proper disciple so i get a lot of respect and others maybe not how they can cope with it but it was different in probably was here because you're the only guru so there yeah. are I have my guru, everybody has their guru, you know, you have your, they have your interest of uh, your, your performances of services accordingly. But like I said, okay. we have to somehow cooperate with this one group, one company. Yeah. We cooperate yeah. with many leaders, many managers, because the company is one, it's gone. So we have to somehow cooperate. Uh, even though they have their own interest, but the real interest Papa's family. We are in Papa's family. <clears throat> you know, they Wonderful. have the royal family. We have Iskand the royal family. What's royal <laughs> about know. royal? Some material royal. Pro, real royal family is Papa's family. Right. Like, like Krishna Yadavamsa. You know, Yadavamsa is Krishna's family. Such a huge family. And there were so many things happening, so many different big time people. And Krishna was here, you know, and he had Balaram, Lord Balaram, he has his own group. But overall, it was the interest of Krishna. So similarly, this Papa family, even though they do different, different interests, but when you down, we boil down to the real point of our being here is that we are here for Prabhupada. All these gurus, they're bringing everyone to Prabhupada's feet, Prabhupada, Krishna's feet. Just like you can, you can see yourself when you're in spiritual. You know, there is no different interest. Your guru, your disciple, everybody's serving Krishna. Okay, yeah, yeah, you were my guru before in the material world. You are still my guru. You can tell me how to serve Krishna nicely. But it's right. no issue. Like that, Krishna is God, Bhagavan, and everyone is serving him in, in one interest. So I try to see in this way. This is, this is start in here. If we think I'm this, I'm that, I'm, I'm, that, I'm this leader, what, what qualification? Even in the spiritual world, we're going to have a problem. You know, because Krishna is God. If we have any problem with that, and we have to fix that now because we're not be this and that. You are a fish god there. And then if you think you're something else, that's going to be an issue. So better stay here, fix that before you go. So ultimately, we're in Krishna's family. So um, if we work in that way and that understanding, everything becomes more harmonious. We have to see, always see that the deeper cause of everything, that the the point of everything and more deeper in our understanding, then there is not a problem. So when you see in the everything in the surface, then there is there is always some problem. Very nice answer. Thank you, Prabhu. I, I am I'm I'm struck by your resiliency and your ability to see the positive and everything. I mean, after so many years in ISKCON, it's it's uh it's an, it's a miracle that you are still here and still practicing and still inspiring people, uh and and it's really wonderful and inspiring for me to see that because sometimes I feel like okay, I've been in the movement a certain amount of time and you know, it's it's hard sometimes to work together and things like that. But you're what you're saying is 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 bringing. Uh, a bigger picture to everything, which is really valuable. And I really appreciate you coming onto the show. Uh, and, and, uh, um, yeah, I mean, do you have any, do you have any final words for our listeners? Yeah, sure. Well, the thing is, um, 
like anywhere you are, that these days, uh, there's so many issues like family breakup, you know, you work in a company, you don't have, you have some problem with the, uh, a boss, perhaps. There's always a problem in the material world. Um, yeah. you know, so we are referred to go to see a psychiatrist or something like that to fix our problem. But, you know, we always need to take a shelter of Krishna, take shelter of the Holy Name, read the Bhagavatam, associate with devotees. These are the, these are the uh, things that we recommend uh, to take shelter of the Holy Name, yeah. the Yuga Dharma. Uh, what else is there? You know, people, you go see a psychiatrist, you have a problem. They're going to tell you this. They're going to tell you the problem that they have. Mm -hmm. you know, another problem. Why do people take shelter of Krishna? People from all backgrounds, why do they read Bhagavatam and Prabhupada's books? Because they have problems in life. They, these books, these Prabhupada's books, name can play all the analysis, all the problems in our heart, lifetime. Right. So take shelter of us, the Vaishnavas, work together, and, and, and whatever we have, pray to Krishna. If problem, go to a room. If you don't trust anyone, fine. Chant, you can trust, you can trust Krishna. Chant Hare Krishna very sincerely in the heart. Go to a room, cry for Krishna, why not? The tyranny comes out from your eyes. It's a toxic coming out, it's purifying. And you could mm -hmm. have the same time for Krishna. So do that. You know, people say, uh, trust your heart. But that's true yeah. so much. You can trust the heart. Why heart? Because Krishna is there. Your soul is there. So Krishna is there in our heart. He's listening to us. It's not a suicidal, especially these days, this year, the coronavirus, people are killing themselves. If you're not killing yourself, coronavirus is killing yourself. But we can trust Krishna. Mahamantra, the holy name, is the medicine, is the ultimate vaccine. Yes. That you need to inject the soul with the mantra, the holy name. <laughs> so that's why take shelter of Krishna, everything will be perfect. No Jai. <laughs> Thank you, Prabhav Prabhu. I really appreciate you coming on. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much. To our listeners, this is Prabhav Prabhu. You can get in touch with him if you want through Facebook. He is on Facebook. Um, I have tagged him in the, in the post. Uh, and uh, this is episode 38. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you again, Prabhav Prabhu, for, for joining us all the way from Australia. Uh, and uh, take care, everyone. Have a good night. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.